Hey, this is Tim Virgilio with Signatures for Soldiers, and you're listening to NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 88 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal, Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, as always, Val. And the man, the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, King NASCAR, Logan, how are you? I am lighter tonight. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see. Yes. (laughs) So we have an amazing show for everybody today. We're going to talk about all kinds of different stuff. We're going to talk about the recap of the Xfinity and Cup race. We have upcoming uh, truck race, Xfinity race, Cup race. We have an IndyCar starting back up after a few weeks off from the, for their second race. And then we have F1 starting. And then we're going to talk about me and Logan tried to get some tops chrome from the Topps website, from UK and uh, US sites, so we'll talk about our experience with that. Uh, we're going to run down quickly the F1 teams. We have some amazing stuff going on in the hobby for realizing some prices here for F1, uh, and as well, we have our second week of our new segment here of King's Court, of all that kind of good uh, amazing stuff as well. So, and then whatever else we throw in there, I know I want to talk about Com C. If folks aren't familiar with Com C, we haven't talked about Com C in a few weeks, months, maybe. If you're looking for NASCAR F1 singles, it's it's a great place to uh, shop and flip and everything else. So, but there's no way this is going to be an hour. <laughs> no, no not even close. So we we got we're gonna pack it all in there. And so we got to go through these segments here and um, give everybody the value. Oh, we got a recap of, you know, we had last week's, we celebrated their three years. So uh, we had a giveaway for that. And then we're going to have another giveaway uh, or we'll talk about the giveaway for next week. So, but whew. hope you all got two hours to wait on us. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> all right. So let's get through it here. So uh, next race, the truck race, they were off last week. Uh, they're going to Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's a repave there. It's the FR8 208. And that's Saturday, March 19th at 2.30 p.m. And the stages are 30, 60, and 135. Looking forward to the new track uh, and all everything that white, yellow, red, white, red line. So Xfinity Series last week, that was the 18th annual United Rentals 200. That was Saturday, March 12th at Phoenix Raceway. No Greskin was our winner, and the highest finishing rookie was Sheldon Creed. Any comments, Logan, on that one? Yeah, I, I was glad to see him win. I think he led, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it's like 115 laps. 114 laps. Very good. Okay. I knew it was something like that. He, he pretty much dominated, so he, he deserved to win. He had the best car all day long. I hated to see Ty freaking Gibbs get spun out. But but he recovered, so he he did well. I mean it was it was a good race. It was an entertaining race. It was Phoenix. 
Uh, like you said, I'm looking forward to Atlanta. You know, they got the repave, the reconfiguration, and all the things they're doing in Atlanta. So, with fresh pavement, that ought to be an interesting race coming up this weekend. Yeah, and so even with the spin-out tie, freaking Gibbs came in sixth. Yeah, he had a good card. Josh Berry, who we love on this show, finished third. So he he did very well. Yeah. So quickly, top ten: Noah Greskin, Brandon Jones, Josh Berry, Trevor Bain. Good to see him up there. John Hunter Nemechek, Ty Gibbs, AJ Amendinger, Daniel Hemrick, Landon Castle, Justin Allgaier, and oh, that's top 10. Because <laughs> 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 we're going to go uh, to number 11 there. But uh, quickly, Noah Graskin, we've talked about his cards last year. This is his first win for this year. But uh, his cards, first cards, first NASCAR cards are in 2017, 2017 Donruss. Uh, there are only signatures in the signature series. There's the unnumbered. Uh, regular version, there's a hollow gold version of 25 and the hollow black 101. But he has base cards in Panini Absolute. That was the one year for Panini Absolute. But it's card number 88. And then there's about, mm, let's see, about four or five different parallels. There's a silver number to 299, blue to 199, red to 99, gold to 25, and the four printing plates, back, black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. Uh, Panini Select. Uh, that was its own uh, release that year. And he's just in signatures in that version. There's about four different, five versions of that. There's unnumbered base uh, autograph signature series. There's blue to 50, red to 25, gold to 10, and checkerboard or checkered flag prism to 101. And then torque, another one a year kind of release. And trackside signatures and the few versions of that there's an unnumbered signature. Blue to 75, red to 49, green to 25, and checkerboard to 10. So a lot of, I guess, when you get into the numbered parallels, they're kind of limited pretty good. So, And I think he's an up-and-comer, definitely. You know, he was, I think, in the Final Four last year, uh, you know, contender for the championship this year, even though I know it's early. But him being with uh, Junior Motorsports, you know, he's got good equipment. So I think, you know, long-term, he's a good one to collect. Yeah, I would agree with that. And especially since he's got good equipment, you can see that really showcases how, you know, your driving abilities when you've got good equipment. So he's, he's got the really the best. Him between JR Motorsports and and Gibbs, those are the, the two premier, I think, teams within Xfinity Series. Yeah, and then our highest finishing rookie was Sheldon Creed. We talked about him last week, so I'm not going to go too in-depth for him. But Panini Chronicles, he's in everything. <laughs> With base cards, with autographs. So it would be footnote, see Panini Chronicles 2021. And then yeah. uh, plenty of Brazil. Up right now. Okay. So next race, Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Nally Cars 250. And that is Saturday, March 19th at 5 p.m. So we kind of get a double header with 2.30 for the truck race and 5 o'clock for the Xfinity race. The stages are 40, 80, and 163. It was practice on Friday and qualifying on Saturday. Moving over to the cup race. That was race number four. That was the 18th annual runoff mortgage 500. That was Sunday, March 13th at Phoenix Raceway. Our winner was a first-time winner, Chase Briscoe. And a highest finishing rookie was Todd Gilland. Yeah, it's always nice to see a first-time winner. I mean, you know, we've had four races, and we've got two first-time winners already. So what does that bode for the rest of the year? Are we going to have more? I think we're probably going to have – I bet we'll have one or two. 
more. So I remember last year, you know, we had so many first time winners. So it, you know, it's kind of continuing that trend or which they not first time winners, but you know, we didn't have a lot of repeat winners other than Kyle Larson, I guess, and a few others, but for the most I'm part, wait, I'm waiting for, for Ryan Blaney to finally finish where, you know, he keeps looking like he's going to win and then he keeps getting knocked down at the end. So I'm waiting for him to finally pull through on one. Yeah. He had a few issues, so he, it was too bad. I hate to see that. So we've talked about Chase Briscoe last year. He was, I believe rookie of the year, but he was running in rookie of the year. And so here at NASCAR radio, we talk about the cards for our winner and our highest finishing rookie. So Chase Briscoe, we talked about his cards last year. So this is probably not a surprise for folks, but the 2018 Panini certified, he has a base card number 23. And there's a few parallels for that. There's the orange, the 249 red to 199 blue to 99 gold to 49 purple to 25 green to 10 and black. 101, there's a mirror gold to 25, mirror purple to 10, mirror green to 5, mirror black to 1, and then there's fresh faces signatures, and all these are numbered from from 99 or less. There's a few different versions of it. And then also in the 2018 Panini Prime, he's in the Prime Jumbo Associate Sponsors. There's a few different versions of that. There's the jumbo materials a few versions of that and then race use quads and then he's also in the 2018 panini prism but he's only in the scripted signatures so there's an unnumbered version of that and then numbered versions from 125 and lower and then he's also in 2018 victory lane signatures and that's numbered from uh three versions numbered to 299 black to one and gold to 99. Gee, I wish he had more. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a lot of cards. He really does in 2018. Yeah, the, the certified, there's a lot there. And then the, the prime, that was a nice release that they did. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there as well. So, mm-hmm. and then Todd Gillen, I was glad to see him get to victory lane. We've talked about him, I believe, a few times before where he's won in the truck series. He's in 2017 Dunruss in the Phenoms. And the Phenom's Cracked Ice, numbered to 999. 2017 Dunruss, he has a base, the rated rookie card, number 35, with a few different parallels with the gold, blue foil, green foil, press-proof gold, press-proof silver, and artist-proof 2017 Dunruss Signature Series. There's a few versions of that. There's an unnumbered version, numbered to 25, the hollow gold, the hollow black, 101. Four printing plates, the black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. And Panini Absolute, card number 69. And with the few parallels, kind of like Noah Gregson, that's who it was, who we just talked about, with the different parallels with the blue, red, silver, gold, and the printing plates. And then 2017 Panini Select, signatures only in that as well, with the few versions of it. And then Panini Torque, with the track size signatures, kind of like Noah Gregson. So... They kind of run parallel in that offerings for Noah and Todd Gillen. So I think you're on mute. I am on mute because the my puppy was had her squeaky toy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Chase Briscoe, I, I was proud for him. He is the 200th winner of cup winner of, you know, of a cup race. 
So there's, you know, you got to think about it in almost 75 years of cup racing, there's only been 200 guys to win races. That's, that's not a lot of people. I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty select group. That would be a good card for like if a company manufactured cards instantly, you know, on a weekly basis or something, that would be pretty good for something like that. Yeah. I wish, I wish there was a company that, that did print stuff weekly and like instantly and stuff like that. That would really be nice. That would be, they're pretty cool. It'd be almost like instant. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. And also, did you you did know that Kevin Harvick tied an all-time record? He had 18 consecutive top 10 finishes at Phoenix, and he tied that with Richard Petty and da- and Dale Earnhardt. So that's that was a record that was tied. So that was a pretty monumental race as far as records were concerned. So are you saying 18 races in a row, or 18 races in a row at that track? 18 races in a row at that track. Okay, that's what I thought. I was just clarifying. Yeah. So it was like one or two a year. So that's a pretty good run. Well, you know, it, it, you got to look at it in, in a couple of ways. I mean, back when Petty and Earnhardt were, were winning all these races, they, they were pretty dominant uh, and they had good equipment. I mean, back then you had a lot of engine failures, a lot of problems with the cars. So for them to be consistent for 18 races in a row at the same track, that's a pretty good feat, but you know today it's it's different. The the cars are more reliable, so you're not going to have as many car issues. But what you are you are going to have is the competition is there's more parity in the competition, so that makes it a little tougher. So it's kind of reversed. But anyway, it's it's a great it's a great record, I think, and he he's poised to beat it uh, if he can get score a top ten finish in Phoenix in the fall. Yeah, well. I was going to say this great little segment here for trivia. So Atlanta Motor Speedway opened in 1960. Who won the first race in 1960? Think and about it. We, yep, think about it. And our, our next race, race number five, is Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, Sunday, March 20th at 3 p.m. Stages are 105, 210, and 325. And so now we got a few minutes uh, or think, a minute to think about that. So Atlanta Motor Speedway opened in 1960. Who won the first race in 1960? Fireball Roberts. Let's move over to IndyCar. They have a race scheduled for Sunday, March 20th at 1230 p.m. And that's the Expel 375 at Texas Motor Speedway. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be a fast race in a a very dangerous race. The speeds they're going on that on that track. I mean, even the slightest little bobble, and it could be a major catastrophe. So I I hope everybody stays safe at that race. I thought I saw a tweet or something else saying that you know this is Jimmy Johnson's first time on an oval now with IndyCar. Yeah, because he wrote he did all road courses last year. Uh, he's branching out, and you know we haven't heard whether or not yet. You know, we we've heard speculation on whether or not he's going to run the Indy 500. But we haven't heard, you know, had any confirmation on that yet. So, but, you know, with this, him going to this track, you know, that bodes well for him being in the Indy 500. Oh, yeah. So we will see. Moving over to F1, the first race of the season. Race number one, the Burhan Grand Prix at Burhan International Circuit, Sakar. It's March 20th. At 11 a.m. on ESPN, 57 laps on the 5.412 kilometer international circuit. So everything is everything is leading up to that 
might be a good segue in for last week's Tops F1 release. That is was nuts. Continues still to be nuts. So um, yeah, it it was kind of disappointing. I mean, but then when I saw the prices, I, I'm almost glad I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get any to in my cart to to buy. Yeah, well, like we talked about trying to give it the old college try. Uh, we knew it was going to drop on UK and top site. So if anyone's been or has tried on the top's website, you definitely want to make sure you log into the top's website before everything goes <laughs> goes down. So so I know I did that around 9 a.m. on the top's UK site. Uh, one of the things that happens is that you go into the queue. And then when that happens, you know, it's getting ready. It's getting ready to happen. So, I know for me, I was taking some notes here. So I went to the hobby section of in the F1 and waited, refreshed every so often. And around 11 a.m., it went into the queue message. So it would just automatically refresh on its own. And around 11:30, I was able to view the product, and I noticed the light boxes. And so there was a limit of two. So I added two to my cart. And then when I hit, I get add add to cart, it went back into the queue message again. <laughs> so I knew I was in trouble right there. So then after about five minutes, this, I came back and now I was in my cart. But it said there was a problem that some of the items in my cart were sold out or couldn't add to my cart. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure everybody can guess which ones were out of stock. Well, since you only had one thing in your cart. Well, no, that's not true. I had something else in my cart as well because I had looked at, because of Jason, some turbo attack stuff. So yeah. uh, so wow. that was that was still left in my cart. <laughs> so something I want to say, and I know Logan had made a couple comments too when we were texting. So later that day, there was a website that I was trying to get something on because after I had actually tried on the top site with you guys, just not for as long. Um, and then later in the day, I was trying to get something on a different website and the website that I was on, and this is what kind of what Logan had made comments about was it showed you what place you were in line and it showed how much inventory was left, I believe. But then also once you were, once it got to your spot, which for me, it never did. I was still a ways away. But once you got to you, you had 10 minutes to decide or to complete your purchase. It wasn't one of those things where it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Hopefully you can get it in four seconds and remember, you know, the correct credit card and all that stuff. Like you actually, it said that you had 10 minutes and we kind of joked like that's something that tops is lacking where you don't know if you're going to be there for six minutes or six hours with this stuff and because even if it would tell you the place in line not necessarily you know how much is left just to kind of give you something because at least with tops i was a little bit more like i don't care i'm just going to let it go whereas with the site that showed me what place i was in line i kind of liked watching the numbers shrink like to see how fast the line was moving there was no payoff for me, but it was just that thing of like, Hey, I'm getting closer, you know, and it would just be nice if some of these websites made some minor improvements to, uh, you know, for some better customer experience. Well, 
part of me while you're saying that is thinking, well, they don't want you to know that they only got 20 boxes out there for sale and not 2000 boxes for sale. True. Um, and that's where they could at least just say what place you are in line. They don't have but, to tell you what's left. But I like, you know, I think it was Logan that said, or, or kind of what you're saying, like Ticketmaster, you know, you're in there and when you add it to your cart, then you have time to, to do it as opposed to, you know, er, all these bots and stuff that are in there getting through these screens faster. So when me and Lo Logan were talking and chatting during this whole thing, I felt like The Phantom Menace, the movie where Qui-Gon Jinn and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi are fighting Darth Maul. And Qui-Gon Jinn and, and Darth Maul are fighting it out, and Obi-Wan Kenobi's waiting to go through these gates. <laughs> so he's stuck. And so I can see that the you know the bots are uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and the Darth Maul is the, the top's chrome. And I, I'm stuck in the queue trying to get at them, and I can't because yep. all the bots and everybody else is getting them. So like I said, I was in that queue for 30-something minutes or whatever. So here's Here's the whole issue that I have with – with these sites, with any of these sites that, you know, you can, you can put it in your cart. Then, then when it comes time to check out, you don't have it. When, when you have it in your cart, you should be able to keep it in your cart and not lose it and have, have that chance to check out. And for somebody to take that thing and grab that from you is wrong. I, I mean, I think it's totally wrong. If you have it in your, in your cart, then you should be able to buy it. You, sh you shouldn't lose it. Well, yeah, because imagine if that was in person and somebody just walked by and grabbed something out of your cart. I'm sure you wouldn't just be like, oh, OK, well, I'm I'm SOL. You know, you'd be a little bit more like, hey, what the hell are you doing? You know, so, exactly. yeah, if that was in person, it'd be totally opposite. Yeah, I so, mean, it'd be like it's I mean, it seems like, you know, when we all these cards release, it's like Black Friday and you're you're fighting all these people to keep something in your cart and somebody comes along and steals it. And I. I'm sorry, but to me, that is just totally wrong. Once, let's say they only have 20 and you're lucky enough to get one of those in your cart instantly. I mean, and there's technology. I mean, we know there's technology to reserve that, take that away from the count. If you don't check out within the next five or 10 minutes, whatever they say, then it goes back in and somebody else can buy it. But for somebody just to go, hey, grab your stuff, and take it away from you is completely wrong, in my opinion. Well, you know, again, with them using bots, and it's not just one bot, that each person, each bot could have, you know, multiple requests to it. So, anyway, but the one thing I did like and went through this because I knew, you know, I had like 10 seconds worth of trying to, trying to get one, but that the light boxes were $200 and the hobby boxes were $500. So, that's some helpful information. So, when you see it for $1,300, $1,500 for, you know, hobby boxes, you, you understand that, uh, or light boxes for 400 or whatever that, you know, they're originally on the tops website for, for that. So. Yeah. If I could have got light boxes for 200 bucks, I'd have probably bought one or two, but I'm, I'm certainly not going to pay the price that they are now. It's just, I just don't see it. Also. And I don't know if you saw that, but the light only version is the black wave and the Lewis Hamilton one of one black wave was hit so uh, that that leaves the max for stopping and some of those other ones that haven't been hit yet but uh, just so folks know yeah that didn't take long <laughs> well there is a ton of it being opened uh, when i'm looking on some of the facebook groups and stuff like that everybody's in, enjoying it 
you know, they're hitting those autographs. They're quite rare. They're, you know, one out of every other box, whatever. So I guess we'll talk about some of that stuff in our Royal Court section here. But it's been a feeding frenzy for that. And, it, it, and look, we kind of talked about it before that this reminds me, this being the last two years in F1, what NASCAR experienced back in 88, 89, 90. So not to be W down or nothing like that. It's just uh, right now everything is hot and everybody is clamoring for it. So, yeah. Uh, you know, going back to those days in NASCAR, you know, the late eighties, early nineties, they literally couldn't print enough. The demand was so high. Uh, prices were through the roof. Uh, you couldn't find things like, for example, 89 winter circle cards. You could not find those. Uh, SDP cards, you couldn't find those. Uno cards, you could, you just couldn't find them. They just were not available. Myrtle Beach uh, factory sets were going for like $1,000 back then. And yeah, I agree with you, Val. This kind of equates to the early days of when NASCAR came out and, you know, it was a feeding frenzy for, you know, people were taking anything and everything. And they were, they were buying everything that people were making. And, you know, it, it back by by the mid to late nineties, you know, it was over and things got back to what I would say normal. So I guess time will tell on uh, some of that. So here's everybody who, you know, was able to get what they could get from the tops website. So, and hopefully they got some pre-orders in from, yeah. uh, from some of that stuff. So, yeah, you know, you, you're talking about your experience on, on both websites. You know, my, I didn't even get, I got to the queue in UK and that was it. And then in the U S I got to the queue and it looked like I was getting ready to order one. Then I couldn't get one. And it was all, it was game over at that point. Yeah. So me and you were chatting because that was the UK site where I was talking about. And then me and you were like, well, you know, do we know if it's going to drop on the US? And we were kind of chatting and, and you had gone in and it's like, boom, there it was. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of, um, but we could see the price, but we couldn't add it to the cart. So it was like, we just missed out on it. So like when I did the light boxes, I went to the hobby box and then was able to see it on the UK site and see the price, but uh, not, not being able to, you know, there's no ad button or something like that. And then it went away. And like I said, then we went to the U S site and saw that there. And it was like, we just kind of stumbled into it. And usually they'll announce on Twitter or something that those are live and they did not do that this mm -hmm. time. So so it's just total, total random. So, you know, like I said, we have F1 this weekend for the Sunday race at 11 a.m. on Eastern on ESPN. Uh, I don't know if you want to recap the drivers. I kind of broke down the drivers and the number of cards that each one of them has. I think there's some opportunity, probably, if, you know, somebody was F2 maybe in 2020, in the 2020 release, you know, that they do well this year and that they might see a bump. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Lewis Hamilton and some of those guys feeding frenzy is still on for them. So, but with Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton, he's got 890 cards and George Russell, his teammate now with 316 cards, the Red Bull, Max Verstappen, 682 cards, Sergio Perez with 303 Ferrari, Charles Leclerc with 480 cards, Carlos Senez, 100 cards, so he's a kind of a low number there. Lando uh, McLaren, Lando Norris, 379, and Daniel Ricciardo with 291. Alpine with 
Fernando Alonso, 161 cards. Espen Ocon, 276. Uh, Alpha Terrari with Pierre Gasly, 316. Yuki Tassondi, Tassonda, uh, he was F2 in 2020, so he has 212 cards. <clears throat> Excuse me. Aston Martin, Sebastian Vettel, 500, 458. Lance Stroll, 232 cards. Alfa Romeo, Valtteri Bottas, 508 cards. Guano, Guano Zhu with 96 cards. F, uh, it was F2 in 2020. And that's what I'm curious to see if people are wanting the 2020 card or they want to see the rookie in the F1 level. So, uh, and finishing up Williams with Nicholas Lafay Laf- 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 with 247, Alex Aban with 250 cards, Haas, which we've seen to change with Kevin Magnuson with 136, and Mick Schumacher with 212. Well, you know, one good thing, I'm glad to see I'm not the only person that can butcher F1 names. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, after another year, for the best of them. <laughs> you know, we've only been following F1, I guess, for last eight months or whatever. So uh, I'm hoping our second year of F1 will do we'll get better. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I vow to get better. I think I already said that. <laughs> Right. So hopefully we butcher just enough so everybody knows who we're talking about uh, so that they can follow along. And hopefully some of this information is good and it helps them in their collecting. So maybe gives them some ideas of maybe new drivers to chase or new drivers to collect or whatever. So. All right. What about uh, golden auctions? Do we want to talk about that? Well, we can. That's a good one to talk about. So let me. Yeah, this was the last golden auction you want to talk about it yeah this was what sunday night i think yeah this is the 2006 futura grand prix lewis hamilton card and it's graded a psa 9 final price with buyer's premium three hundred and twelve thousand dollars yes you heard that correctly (laughs) yeah no 10 uh, Papa one. Now, what I do know about these 2006 is it's not the 2005 because I think the 2005 was released during or with wax wax packs and stuff like that. So I haven't been able to find too much information about this 2006. I don't know how it was attributed. And it's a, kind of a high number. I think those last four or five cards are uh, that next. Yeah, kind of like what Topps is doing right now, putting the rookies at the end. Uh, I think that's the same thing that they did with the Futura cards. But this is amazing to me. I mean, if this card is a this nine is a, is three hundred and twelve thousand dollars. My gosh, what does that make a PSA ten? I mean, that makes you have to almost double that. Is, is that a six hundred seven hundred thousand dollar card? My gosh, I I I never saw this coming. I was just going to ask, do you know what the full pop report is? Like how many have been graded and how they kind of uh, are distributed through the grades? I have not looked at the pop report, but you know, as we talk, I will look. You do that. I I have an insight for this. So, our international listeners, I believe this is a international. This is from the UK, not UK. Sorry, this is from somewhere in Europe, I think, right or UK. But if I was in one of those areas, I would be checking all the garage sales, all the uh, thrift stores, every anybody that I know 
new node that collects F1, there's got to be, you know, hundreds of these out there somewhere. You know, this is not a one-on-one we're talking about here. We're talking about, you know, this is the one that got through and got the PSA and got graded. And I know it's, I think it's rare. Like I said, we weren't sure it's not available in, in packs or whatever, but there's got to be plenty of them, not plenty, got to be hundreds of them out there. Yeah, there's got to be, uh, you know, you know, I understand this set was short printed, but, um, you know, I mean, I have no idea how many, how many of these cards are out there. I'm looking on PSA right now and I'm, I'm not, it's just not coming up for me real quick at all. And so this is, again, this future set. So they made it to sell. They didn't make it just to make one or, or, you know, a hundred or something. There had to have been a pretty decent print run, I would think, because they, they were in it to, you know, to make money on, on the release. So it's just, we're not going to find them in, here in the U S I don't think, or they're going to be very hard to find in the U S because, uh, you know, the company wasn't here. So they'd have to work their way over and then uh, into people's collections. So I could totally be wrong, but I think this is a massive gold rush now for the, to be, to be looking for this card. You know, that we kind of, I don't know if we talked about it before, like, you know, back in the eighties and not, well, I guess the nineties. Right. So everybody was like, had these fines of, of unopened wax and all this other stuff. And, you know, I think it takes like one of these now to do this kind of pull these fines, fines being, you know, trying to uncover these. Cause I definitely think they're out there. They just, you know, just got to find them. So Logan, you're probably seeing the same thing. I am. You can see the 2005 on the pop report, but not 2006. Yeah. I'm, I'm not finding it. So I, I would imagine we can probably take the numbers to be somewhat similar to a degree, you know, but even so there were only 22, there were two cards graded from the 2005 set for a grand total of 22 cards graded. So this 2006 at the most hundred were graded, which if it's not listed, I would doubt hardly any have been graded. It's probably less than 22, but this is something that's going to be hard to find. I mean, there might not ever be another nine if they're that limited. Yeah. I mean, I've always heard these things were limited, but yeah, I never thought they were $312,000 limited, <laughs> but that's amazing price. I mean, congrats to the seller and congrats to the buyer, I guess. Um, you've got a great card. It's going to be, I guess the highest selling F1 card out there. So that's that's in, that's incredible. Yeah, I'd love to know how PSA authenticated this one. I'm not saying it's not authenticated, right? So because of the mystery around the 2006, and we know a lot more about the 2005, because if you go to their website, Futura's website, they have some of that information out there. So I know when I tried to get a few things authenticated, I had to jump through some hoops and show some proof. So I'm curious to see what, the seller did for this to get this authenticated. Like I said, I'm not down. It's not authentic. It is, but uh, again, you know, this is kind of not super mainstream, like the 2005. So this 2006 a little is a little more rare, but the the, the product was made and, and it's out there. Yeah, and it's a cool card. Uh, you know, he, he, I kind of like his hairdo. <laughs> he's got the law. He's got the Star Trek sideburns going on and. <laughs> All that, so yeah. So this is you know 2006 Futura Grand Prix, 
uh, card number 95. And if we look over at the back, uh, you can see the the copyright is 2006. So yeah, now if we can just get a NASCAR card to sell for something like that, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit for that one. So I think so. But yeah, congrats to uh, the seller and the and the buyer. Uh, it's pretty, like I said, impressive. So I think the gold rush now is on to find all the <laughs> Futura cards. Because if, there's, if probably, I had, there's probably somebody sitting on a pile of these things and they've, they've just hit the lottery. <laughs> well, just think of like the black water find, right? So they found all those with the Cracker Jacks or whatever it was. It was the Black Swamp. Yes. The Black Swamp. And, they, you know, then they were getting like PSA 9 and PSA 10s of stuff that before that there were only, you know, like fives or whatever. So I'm uh, excited to see, you know, the future for these. If uh, more can be found, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's cool. All right, and there was something else in that same auction that uh, is NASCAR related, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I couldn't find it. Like, like you, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. If you want to talk about it real quick, yeah, I'll talk about it real quick. In that same auction, there was a 1988 Max Charlotte promo number 99, which we all know about that card if you've listened to NASCAR radio. It was a PSA 10, and it sold for $1,711 with buyer's premium. So that's a pretty hefty price for that card. You know, I, I think I've seen eBay comps in the twelve to thirteen hundred dollar range. So somebody, uh, somebody paid up for this. Now the actual winning bid was fourteen hundred and twenty-six dollars. So with the buyer's premium, you know, the twenty percent went up to seventeen eleven. But hey, I'll take that. That's pretty strong. I love that card. I think it's a cool card. I actually bid on it when before it, it got over a thousand dollars. But once it got to that price, I just I was I was a, a non-player at that point. <laughs> I have to catch some of that stuff early too, because I'm a non-player quickly. So <laughs> I played I played long enough. I mean my my minimum my maximum bid was like a thousand and I think a thousand seven and seventy seven cents or some kind of crazy number. I think I think that's why it got to twenty six or something. But anyway, um, twenty six cents. But yeah, I, I was a player for a little bit and then. It went to extended bidding, and then when it went to extended bidding, that's when it started going right on up. So I was out. Gotcha. But, that, you know, we talk about that. Earnhardt, that's an iconic glam, uh, glamour card. So Yeah, definitely a NASCAR glamour card. Keeping on the F1 theme here. So uh, with the start of the F1 season, we're going to recap the available tops now, F1. Uh, Panini does the Panini Instant. We'll talk about those as well. But uh, this week's offering, again, we are recording on Wednesday. So these numbers look a little bit different with how many days are left, but at least you get an idea of uh, what's available. And so uh, they started this week with three different offerings. Uh, so we got card one, actually, you know, last year's uh, Max Verstappen World Championship had a print run of almost 30,000. So I'm curious to see what this year is going to do. So we have card number one here at two and three with just the cars with no individual uh, drivers. But then uh, yesterday was released with uh, George Russell as an individual. And then there's going to be parallels, I believe, as well. Yep, three parallels. Uh, yeah, so gold a one, black to ten, and teal to ninety nine for lucky orders. 
and, and then you also have these uh, two other cars. And then today, you need to say his um, name. Oh, I did. I tried before, yeah. but <clears throat> I'll go again. I'm glutton for punishment. So, so I think it was is it backwards from the other one, but Zoe Zal, I think Zal, my pal Zal. And uh, Gwino, uh, but he has a, the rookie flag on his, so Alfa Romeo. So I, I think that's a, actually a good looking card. I think with that red, white, and the black, it, it's a nice looking card. I actually so. like that logo too. Uh, which one, the rookie one or yeah. the? Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is their rookie logo. They've had this on the the Formula uh, F one thing before. So again, there's the going to be the different parallels. So that's <laughs> that's going to be pretty cool. So I'm thinking uh, maybe I'll pick some of these up. I'm not sure. Uh, and I mentioned it in, I think it was one of the Facebook group pages. So if you buy stuff from Tops from the Tops website, you get reward points, and the reward points are good towards Tops now. So you can pick up cards at a discount using your rewards points. So yeah, don't the Tops rewards points expire though? They do not. The, well, that's weird because I know I got a uh, an email from them last year saying, "Hey, your Tops rewards are getting ready to expire. You better use them." Oh, I <clears throat> I checked today. Mine were still out there, but you know I've been buying stuff through the Montgomery Club, so I don't I don't know. Uh, and then last year, I picked up you know some of the the Max Verstappen Championship cards, so uh, with some with some points to kind of lessen some of that. Um, it's interesting that they're doing three cards per day, and and you know I asked the question you know to Ivan in the group. And his assumption was it's going to be three per day for the first week or so. And then, you know, the one per week um, going well, forward. Well, they usually, I think they usually release like three a week. Now I can go back and look in the archive, but I want to say they did more than one a week. Okay. Well, um, maybe I misspoke, but his point at least was daily releases now and then weekly releases once we get into the swing of the season makes sense yeah i would i would agree probably agree with that kind of rationale you know they're honestly hyping up the season but you know this is this is the start of season so uh, all the new cars all the new looks and and all that so uh, i'll be curious to see you know who the individual drivers are going to be now with george russell and my pal zow zow yeah so um (laughs) So we'll see who's going to be uh, the next few days. So again, uh, recording on Wednesday. So there'll be some more, I would imagine, till the first race. So I guess I'm going to Top's uh, website later on after the show. I, I probably need <laughs> to, to buy some of these. <laughs> Do you think so it's that- going to be the same? Not rush. That's the wrong term. But like the same FOMO on these cards. The, the hype. Uh, I don't know, because it seemed like, you know, even with Tops now, when they did baseball and the living sets, like those first handful people are always like, you know, crap, I missed. Now I have to go back and they have shorter print runs. Do you think the F1 hype from last year that's carried over, obviously, into Chrome, which we talked about earlier on the show, do you think nobody's going to miss out to where there's a less of a flip opportunity or do you think there's that tops now not stigma but you know people are like oh i'll just get it eventually 
and then they miss out because obviously there's a timed window. Well, I, you know, I'm not sure. I think everybody might be preoccupied with the Chrome, but and that kind of leads me to my ne- well, next segment. I was wanting to talk about was uh, well, based to, to to buy and sell is Com C for F1. So I I think Jason, I saw some folks pushing back on the tops now with and that they had done like a group buying and that they're not doing it this year hmm. uh, for, for whatever reason that people are complaining about it. People hate it. People love it. That kind of thing. I wonder like, if that has anything to do with the parallels though. Well, I think that's what keeps people going is the parallels. And so I'm going to show you. <clears throat> so the com C is if you're not familiar with the website where you can buy cards, you can put them into your account you can resell them. You can have them shipped home. You can also submit cards to be put uh, into your account, and then you can sell them. But where I was going is the uh, 2020 tops. Now you can see them for sale, and you can see uh, some of the print runs on them. And Logan, here's your uh, number, famous number three, mm-hmm. uh, not yours in particular, but the, the card that you were, you know, working on getting. And you can see the print runs and the, and the prices for them. But then when you get to like 2021, it's it's a different story. They're, they're out there for like a dollar or two. Let's see. I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but let me quickly go to the 2021. It's really, once you get the hang of it, to navigate to. So 2021 and the tops now, there's 56 cards. And this is by card number. You can see, I think they're like $9 on the website, or you can get them down, I think, to $6 in quantity. But you can see there's cards here for $2, and you can see some of these print runs. So as you go through the season, because this is number order, we go down to the bottom. The max for stopping with championship, that's almost $30,000, $2.20. And you can click on that, and you can see the price ranges from two twenty. There's a bunch of them. Let's go to page four to see what 284. Wow. Well, you know, they can't get that price. You can't even buy them for that cheap, no matter how much. And so what I should say is they're actually cheaper, I think, because I have not logged in. And then you can buy them, put them in your account. And then I believe they ship worldwide. So our friends over in Europe and other countries that this might be a place for you to buy and sell as well. So basically, in a nutshell, you put credit on your account and then you can you can buy cards and then you can also relist them quickly if you want for sale. But but as I say, some of them are, you know, again, some here here are some of these parallels, right? That folks are trying to get. So here's two parallels, this one and this one. So they're over hundred, but you can see uh, some of them are, you know, like all very low you know some of them might be a little bit over so you got this uh daniel ricardo at just in the you know 2600 here for ten dollars and again there's only three for sale so it goes from 10 so all kind of in the same same range so so the flippers and the people who were speculating uh it, it looks like you know, it's the prices or your the return on investment is not as great as probably some people thought it would be. Not for 21, right? So 2020 yeah. is kind of so I'm not sure about 2022. We, we will see, you know, like I say, time will tell. But so there's album stickers and so Chrome. 
There's light, the Formula One light, racing, and turbo tax, and chrome. Sound like you're saying turbo tax. <laughs> uh, turbo attack. <clears throat> but let me go back to the 2000. So this is back to the, the 2000. So the first year. And again, you can see over here how it's broken up. So if you wanted to look like at Sapphire, here's all the Sapphire. Uh, here's a Lewis Hamilton, number one, for $1,100. There's a yeah, parallel. that's a raw price. What's that? And that's a raw price. That's, even, that's ungraded. Correct. Uh, here's a max for 909 But I guess where I'm going with this is that also, you know, there's only a few of these for sale. But if you're actually trying to make a set, I mean, here's five. There's five of these. Uh, some of these are kind of loaded up. Here's 12. 11 where i'm going to you know those 11 of them for sale so uh they go anywhere from 284 up to 14 dollars. so if you're working on sets i guess is what i'm saying is this might be a, a good place to pick some up and then you know you just pay your ship in the one time where you can accumulate them so if you're working on a chrome set and then again each one of them breaks out so if you're doing the seventh anniversary or we'll see we got some autographs in here so here are some of the Chrome autographs and their numbers. So they don't look too bad, but they're not any of the <clears throat> super big stars. So if you're working on just a base set, so here's just base Chrome from 2020. You got to lose Hamilton there at 340, but then the Valerie Batas is 514. And like I said, you, you go down here and max for a stop in. There's 10 of them starting at 130 and then it goes from 130 to 581 so well the good thing about this too on com c is you can click into these things and zoom in and the zoom yes. is pretty good you can see enough detailed where you can see corners or chipping or any other defects that might be in the card so when you see those lower prices there may be something wrong with that card so it's always good to zoom in check the front and the back and see if it's something that you're worth it's worth buying yeah, correct. Thank you. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, and then uh, depending on the the level that you submit it, if it's express or there's an elevated one, is basically it's like twenty five cents for shipping or a dollar for shipping. And it's like this one here is probably a dollar for shipping, but you can see it's got a better scan to it. Yeah, and if you go back to that Val, if you look at on the bottom, yes, right there on the bottom right side, so you can see that it's got a little bit of white on there. So, you know, that card is not going to, if you're looking to gray, that card is not going to gem at all. Yeah. These other corners look pretty good, but yeah, to your point, you know, you can kind of use this as a judge. So let's go check this one out here. So this corner looks, looks a lot better. Uh, I don't know what that is right yeah, there. Yeah, it's got but, something at the top. So it could be just a fleck, a flake of dust or something, but the corners actually look really good on this one. Yeah, that one looks a lot better. So, and that's 148 as opposed to 142. Uh, here's another one. Again, it has another, has that up here. So that curious. may be in the scan. All right. Here's another one for 188. This one, uh, this one looks well, I guess that corner might be, but I don't know if it's not totally flat. And so this little line is part of that edge of yeah. it being not flat. So anyway, uh, we've talked about the, the website, I think it was last year and we haven't really talked about it this year. So the, our friends, overseas and stuff that might be an option and our new folks lis listening to the podcast or watching the YouTube channel. They're not familiar with ComC. So uh, it's got a, 
a good um I think it's a good place, like I said, to pick up stuff where there's multiple that you can kind of pick and choose maybe and, and see the card. So, and again, if you're a NASCAR collector, there's lots of NASCAR trading cards on ComC as well, as well as comic books. And I don't know if I go here. So these are things like baseball, football, you name it, uh, sports illustrated, comic books, gaming cards, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, Do I see Tim, shrimp on there? I think it says shrimp. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Tim um, did a great job with with building it with his team. So, uh, Jason, anything I missed with ComC or that you would want to add? I know you've used ComC quite a bit too. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's definitely there's a learning curve for sure. Um, but I think you guys pretty much nailed it on the zooming the flipping of the car the storage and the, you know you don't have to ship everything every time you can save it um the big thing for me is if there's say there's one card like that for stopping and there's a thousand people that send it in they actually scan every card they scan all 1000 you know so to me that's huge and they do it for everything whether or not it's a penny card or a thousand dollar card, they scan every single card that comes in. So you know exactly what you're getting. It's not like eBay where you, you know, you might get a stock photo or whatever and it shows up and it's not the best condition or it's off center. So you actually can see every single card that's on there in their inventory. And it's a lot of work. You know, there's some stuff that you might overpay a little bit for, but at the same time, I think there's enough perks to make up for it. So one more thing, since if you've listened to the podcast this long and watched the YouTube. So one of the things that I love to do is to change this setting from card number to recently added. And so if you go to uh, whatever category, so racing and recently added, this is basically everything coming into ComC. So you're seeing it first. Uh, well, me and you were getting ready to see it first because I usually watch this as well. But you can see the cards coming in, and again, it's just whatever it is in the racing category. But you can you might be able to find some deals that you're like, oh, you know, you know, I I need something or or at this price, I you know might want want to uh, get it, whatever. So you see some good deals like here's some sapphires that are just coming in. So if you're working on a sapphire set it might be uh, worth it. So again, it's quickly just, you know, the recently added is a, is a nice feature. So yeah. yeah no. Skid marks. <laughs> What's that? So I saw some skid mark cards. Did Let's see. <laughs> There's a Tony Stewart skid mark on there. <laughs> so you can <laughs> just skid marks. Oh gosh. So here's, here's the skid marks and here it is by, by order or recently added. So you can see yeah, it's 18 cards. Skid marks. Yeah, Casey Kane, they're numbered to 250. These other ones are not. So anyway. To second what you said, Val, there's a lot of people that use that method. I'm not one of them because the the unorganization of it drives me nuts where there's different prices, different cards. Drives me batshit crazy. But <laughs> I have actually lost um, I actually lost a $50 card for 50 cents because somebody snatched it up so fast that i didn't even have time to go reprice it um so there there are people on there like vultures watching that recently <laughs> sorry I've, I've been a victim 
myself. So that's a good thing. That might be a, uh, something I know we're over here an hour already. But uh, one of the options is when you send cards in that you get notified or they they price them for you at the going rate. So you have to trust that they are going to get that right. And so sometimes they get it wrong. So I I know we're, we're hitting the hour mark. I think I, one thing real quick I just want to touch on. Uh, I saw this pop up on Twitter feed today. Actually, one of the friends of the show kind of said, hey, saw this and you thought you might be interested. So the Stafford Speedway is coming out with their own card set. Uh, as you can see, it's uh, 12 packs a box, I think it says, and then 13 cards per pack. And so more information is coming. They haven't really released it yet. They're kind of teasing it out. But if you wanted to see what one of the cards looks like, I think the design looks pretty cool. Very Contenders-esque. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Logan did a little digging on the track. It's a a smaller track. So we're inquiring about a checklist and how, when it's going to be for sale. So we're hoping to bring that information to you uh, next week's show. Okay, before we go to auctions, I need to pick yes. a winner. Oh, yes. So I'm not going to share the screen, but I am going to do a little random here. Uh, for all the entries for the Lewis Hamilton 2021 Tops Aqua out of 199, uh, we'll do we'll do a couple times. Uh, so the rand- I randomized the list five times, and the winner is CJH. 200912 and obviously that is a a twitter twitter name so i will that's colin he oh is it yes okay oh wow okay colin colin hostetter that's that's cool (laughs) congrats colin you did good (laughs) all right so i'll get in contact with him and i'll get the card over to him and i did bring it with me while i'm out of town so i can ship it out right away look at me being responsible adult, awesome don't like wow so, right so uh if you don't i was gonna say um also wanted to thank all the youtube subscribers uh just give a shout out to tigers 727 2 b s-o-c-k-5 and west texas wax thanks for subscribing to the nascar radio on youtube if you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel will give you a shout out as well on the show. So thanks for the new subscribers. Yeah, congrats. That's cool. It's very groovy. Yep. And so we'll have another giveaway this coming week. Yep. So stay tuned. Yep. I guess we'll go over to the King's Court. Do we have any music? We do. And I just realized I had applause ready for the winner of the contest. Oh. And I totally forgot. So there went my, <laughs> there went my being responsible. Well, so, you know, we've got a live show, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, I'll do some applause. But, yeah, we are ready for uh, some King's Court. All right. This week. <laughs> got the last little. In there, a low okay. budget show, <laughs> <laughs> but high yeah. in co- high in content. Well, we're we're going to get Doc Severinsen in here and, and do it next week. <laughs> All right, so we're at one. We're at we're over an hour, so let's go. 
All right, let, let, let's go. All right, this is this week's uh, King's Court eBay auctions. We're going to start out with the Joker of the week, which is our odd or funny or whatever. Uh, it, on the 13th of March, the 1960s Marhopper meets Auto Racing Greats trading cards. Foyt, Russo, and Chesboro, I think that's how you pronounce it, went for $355 uh, with 30 bids. That's a, that's pretty hefty, and, and those cards are, are kind of tough. And you can ask Ken, he'll tell you, these cards came in packs of Marhofer hot dogs back in the day. I don't know if they have a, a rear view of those things, but you, you can go. see uh, on some of those, you can see the hot dog stains on the back of the cards. There you yeah. go, yeah. You see where the hot dogs were. So these things are always going to be terrible condition, but they're also terribly tough. So, you know, if you can get some of them like AJ and things like that, I mean, even if you get a PSA one, I mean, that's still a good card. So I don't know if you see the AJ. AJ had a lot of love. It looks like it was uh, pinned or thumbtacked to bulletin board or something. So that right hand corner has multiple. <laughs> uh, pinholes in it so if i go to the back to it you can see it so uh, nothing oh, wrong with that because that's you know before supplies that's what uh folks did so yeah so very yeah, cool yeah. that car got a lot of love <laughs> that'll be a psa one <laughs> okay next sorry so next the jack card which is our young driver is going this this auction was on the 14th <sighs> of march 2021 tops chrome formula one uh, red refractor of Liam Lawson, future star. It's a one of five, and it went for $1,481 with 22 bids. So it's number one of five. Yep. So that's a, that's a pretty neat card. Yeah. That, that's a pretty big price for that card, but they are tough. It's out of five. Yep. All right. Next up is our queen female driver, and this is on March 15th. 2014 SP Authentic Danica Patrick, and I like how in if you look at the eBay auction, they spell Danica with a K, but this one is the Tiger Woods tribute autograph, 10 of 10, which was her car number, PSA 8, so somebody did, I think, pretty good on this, because this was actually, I think, one of the higher priced cards of the week. Um, it was, it had a uh, best, it had a, you know, buy it now of $300 or best offer and the best offer of $210 was accepted for that. So where would you say that price is? Do you think it's on par? And I didn't mean that because it's Tiger Woods, but <laughs> do, you, do you think that's on par with what it would normally be or higher or lower? I'm wondering because I always think it's interesting when people have misspelled listing titles and then seeing where the price is, how they correlate. Well, you know, if you look at previous Danica Patrick, auctions of her autograph and, and her, her, you know, her numbered cards, you know, this is, I think a little low, I think it could have probably gone for a bigger mm. price, especially since, I mean, I don't know if people realize, but that was her car number 10 of 10. I mean, that in itself is, is amazing. Well, she, I mean, she is, she was in the booth for a few weeks. The name is spelled wrong. And I, I think that's kind of low. Cause I mean, it is graded, right? It is her card number, but, you know, nothing against her, but, you know, she, she has no wins or anything like that. So, but I still think, you know, maybe it's a little low. Maybe that's a, you know, $300 card. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've seen a lot of her cards, like on ComC, coming to market. So either people were Danica collectors and then, or they were speculators, and now they're basically thinning out their collections and stuff, so. 
Yeah, but that, that's a nice card. It's on card. Oh, it, auto. Yeah, it's it's nice. It, it's yeah. I mean, it's limited to ten. It's it's an on card, nice signature. You know, it's an eight, and it's um, SP authentic. So yeah, I, I think it's undervalued, honestly. Yeah. All right, the next one, our king of the week, the male driver. This is on the ninth of March. Lewis Hamilton tops Chrome track tags gold out of fifty. It's an SGC ten. And it was it was sold out of Canada for ten thousand Canadian dollars. Uh, wow. With uh, that was the best offer that was accepted. They they had fourteen thousand Canadian dollars on it, which that equates to uh, seven thousand eight hundred and thirty nine dollars U.S. for that card. So that's that's a great that's a heck of a price that somebody got for that card. And yeah, it's a nice looking card. I like that card. So it's out of 50, right? Mm-hmm. And it got a 10. Yeah, it's probably low because SGC has another 10 grade. They have a gold pristine 10, like Beckett has the black label 10. The, technically, the, there's one grade above it. You know what I mean? So it always, because we've talked about this before, just because of all your PSA success, it always befuddles me why you would send something like this to SGC and not try to maximize with PSA on something like this. Totally agree with you. The only thing I guess is is turnaround time. Although, yeah, true. although PSA's economy service and, and those services and above are moving pretty quick because I sent in a couple of things to PSA in economy and it was just a couple of weeks ago and they're already in integrating. Yeah. I got the notification actually today. What do you mean your stuff jumped mine? Well, no, th this is economy. This is not. I'm paying. I'm paying fifty dollars a card, dude. <laughs> See, I've been waiting a year. Anyway, but um, <laughs> but you know, to to maybe oh, you guys kind of touched on that. It you know, this is a 2020, so you know, P PSA was shut down for months, and it could have been in that right. time frame that they wanted it created. They and uh, SGC was better than nothing right so i i would imagine well definitely sgc is a is a was a close close second at that time because you know psa was shut down so but it might be worth a resub resubmit or a submit to psa so i like that gold i i think that with that wall you know so it was like yeah, gold bricks yeah that that's the first time i've seen one of those that, that's nice that's a, i do like those track tags uh in 2020 and again, first year, but that gold version, that's nice. So if you um, paid ten thousand dollars for a card, would either of you actually risk cracking it and resubmitting it? Probably not. I know I wouldn't, but I know somebody would. <laughs> I that's a big risk to me. Uh, uh, Dust Dustin <laughs> I think would do it, but yeah, Dustin Daniels, he he, he might. <laughs> he, he uh he does some uh basketball breakout and resubmission so that's yeah, good luck anyway big kahunas. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so shout out to the dustin yep. so we love you justin yeah all right next one all right our ace of the week which is the one of one was on the 15th of march this is a 2021 panini chronicles prime chase elliott jumbo patch one of one with that good year which I think it, that thing really looks cool. It's, yeah, it's a, nice. a swell card. <laughs> and it went for uh, $460 with three bids. 
So there weren't a whole lot of bids on it, but you know, for getting that out of a out of a uh, Chronicles Prime patch, I mean a Prime pack, that's that's pretty good. I like that card. Of course, I'm a Chase Elliott fan, so you know I'm going to be a little bit you know, partial to that. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's see, there's some more. Pictures. And you notice that that patch is silk screen. You know, they they don't do a lot of embroidering now like they used to. You're right. Yeah, uh, you can see it right there. You can see the threads and the the screening, the printing on this thread. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice, pretty cool. I like that. Nice, nice uh, photo. So. Yeah, that's like a nice photo of that corner there. Yeah, that corner. Yeah, but you're buying it for, you know, you're not buying it. True, true. I mean, look, you can see the seam. That these are, they did a nice job with, with the picture. So there's that. Uh, some yeah, somebody needs to clean off their scanner before they scan because there's a lot of dust and dirt on it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, everybody gets to see this at home. So, all right. All right. Last but not least, our Royal Flush of the week, which is our highest priced card, was on the 14th of March. And to nobody's surprise, it's a Lewis Hamilton uh, Tops 2021 Chrome Formula One Auto, number one of 74. It sold for $20,988 with 31 bits. And it's There's raw, seven, and it's raw, and it's seventy-four from out there. Yeah, and look at his autograph. What is that? Come on, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. See, there's the L, and there's the H. <laughs> if you say so, <laughs> I'll yeah, take your yeah, word for it. I, I don't know, but anyway, that is incredible. That it is um, thirty-one bids, and basically twenty-one thousand dollars. It's coming out of Hong Kong. What's amazing to me is that. The folks in Hong Kong are busting, busting wax. Same, same thought exactly. Well, I mean, they do it with basketball and everything else, so why yep. not do Formula One? Very, very interesting. So that is pretty amazing. Yeah, that was a that was a big card this week. It, it was far and above all the other cards. I mean, it was you know at twenty at twenty one thousand uh, dollars, and and not only that, that's a sticker auto too. Think about that. Yep. But it's a nice card. I like it. I don't like that light shine right on the middle of it, but uh, the the yeah. rainbow the rainbow effect that they got off the off the chrome looks really cool. I, I like that as well. So yeah, that was a big card. That was that was the biggest one. So that's uh, that's all I have for the Kings Court eBay auctions for this week. All right, did we get everything in for the show that we wanted? I, I think so. <laughs> it's about our normal time, man. But we did jam pack it a lot. We really did. Yeah, hopefully uh, everybody some everybody got something out of today's episode. Uh, hopefully more than a few things. So enjoy that. Thanks everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe to the podcast and or the YouTube channel. Keep an eye out on the social of our social feeds for the next prize giveaway. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? I'm missing or anything closing. Shout out to our sponsor, Panini. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah. We love you, Panini. Yeah, that reminds me when we drop, there'll be 28 days till Dunruss. But who's counting? <laughs> yeah. I got I got one more thing. Uh, yes, sir. This is for you, Brad. Hashtag skid marks. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Uh, all right, I guess uh, the, that's it. Again, <laughs> thanks for, for listening. I feel like we, we need, there's more. Um, we we uh, had done all this in the last hour, and so so. But anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening, and you'll catch us next week. Cue the music. <laughs>